God reserves wisdom for his people. He's not hiding it from you. He's hiding it for you. Healthy Ways to Express Emotions, Part 1. Thank you for joining Brothers of the Word, because, brother, you need the Word. We welcome all of you joining us by television or online at brothersoftheword.com or social media. Welcome to today's service. Always a wonderful delight and joy to have you to tune in and join us. Well, we'd like to share just a little humor. This is Bob. He's talking to his, one of his close friends, Al. And Bob said, he said, hey, Al, you know you owe me $500. Al replied, yes. And Bob said, I tell you what I'll do. I'll forget half the money. Al replied, that's perfect. I'll forget the other half. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we have been sharing about enjoying every day, and I'm going to just take a break from that particular series because we stumbled upon something last time, and I wanted to expound on it more, and so it deserves a message or two on its own. And so we'll jump over into that, and then we may come back to enjoying every day. Praise God. I pray that you've been enjoying every day since you've been hearing that series. I've been enjoying every day. It's a beautiful day. These are wonderful gifts from God, man, to be alive and to be able to enjoy life and enjoy Him. And we're just so grateful to Him for His gracious gifts to us in all of life. Well, we shared a article last session, and we shared an article from CNBC, and it was talking about centenarians, people who live to be a hundred or more. And so this article was talking about, you know, living a long life, and it was studying similar traits that they found when they interviewed people who were a hundred plus years old. And two of the traits that they found was, number one, they had a positive attitude. They had a positive attitude. So it just means they had a a great outlook on life, a positive life stance. They were optimistic and had, you know, just a good outlook on the future and so forth. So they had a positive attitude, positive attitude. That was number one. That was the first characteristic that they found. The second characteristic they found was simply, they don't bottle up their emotions. So people who live to be 100 plus, that was one characteristic they found in common. They don't bottle up their emotions. And so I want to talk about healthy ways to express your emotions. Healthy ways to express your emotions. Because as the study found, People that live to 100 plus, that was one characteristic they have. They do not bottle up their emotions. They found ways of releasing their emotions, healthy ways of doing that. And I just want to share healthy ways, healthy ways to express your 
emotions. Our emotions and our feelings are deeply connected to our physical body. You will find that when you bottle up your emotions, it can cause all type of problems in your physical body. And it can cause problems in your relationships because you can kind of think of it like a volcano. If a volcano builds up that lava and all of that atmospheric pressure and all of that hot stuff is boiling and boiling and boiling, what happens? Eventually it erupts. It blows eventually. And so that's what happens to a lot of people. Eventually they blow. So I want to just share healthy ways to express your emotions to keep you from blowing. <laughs> keep you from blowing your top and so that you can live a long, healthy life. You know, when, whenever we bottle up our emotions, they have found that it leads to increased chances, increased risk of, of cancer and heart disease. So it's very interesting how our emotional well-being ties to our physical health. They are related. They are related. You can have a person who does everything right physically. They can have a perfect diet, exercise, good night's rest, and all of that. But they could be dealing with anxiety, or they could be dealing with some sadness or some depression, and it affects, it counteracts all the stuff they're doing for the physical body, and it can affect your body in a negative way. So our emotions are linked. They are inextricably bound to our physical bodies. That's why a lot of hospitals will try to make their patients laugh because they understand that when they can introduce that emotion, change that emotion into joy, it directly correlates to healing in the physical body. So our emotions play a vital role in our physical health, in our longevity. So that's why we're just talking about, I felt impressed by the Holy Spirit when I read that study that people who live to be 100 plus, one of the characteristics that they share is that they do not bottle up their emotions. And so I immediately said, God, I want to share how to express our emotions in a healthy way so that we are not bottled up. And so I just kind of felt the Holy Spirit leading me in that direction. And so that's what we're sharing. There are emotions, especially emotions like anxiety and frustration, fear, embarrassment, sadness, and anger. These type of emotions can cause us tremendous problems if they are left unchecked or if they are bottled up for an extended period of time. And so there are some healthy ways of expressing those emotions. And there are also some unhealthy ways of expressing those emotions. And the unhealthy ways that they are expressed actually cause more problems. In some of the unhealthy ways, I'll just share a few of the unhealthy ways that people express some of these, you can almost say some of these negative type emotions. Some of the unhealthy ways people express them is through denial. Denial, they'll, you know, they will not admit something is wrong. So through denial or ignoring, some will express in unhealthy ways such as self-harm, literally beating themselves up. You know, you, you can beat yourself up 
over a mistake or you can beat yourself up even as a victim. You can beat yourself up. And so some people beat themselves up. Some people physically harm themselves. That's why you notice even among some teenagers and young adults, they have a practice what they call cutting. They're cutting themselves, trying to release negative emotions. And it's a way of hurting themselves. It's a way of expressing they get some relief from hurting themselves. But that's an unhealthy way. That's an unhealthy way to express our emotions. Some other unhealthy ways, some people use starvation. They won't eat or Some people do the opposite. They'll eat everything they can. (laughs) They'll binge. And so some people will overeat. You know, then there's dangerous behavior. Some people will try to express their emotions through dangerous behavior. Dangerous behavior. If you look on YouTube, man, you can see some very dangerous behavior on YouTube. (laughs) I've seen people doing all types of uh, dangerous stunts on YouTube, and I was like, man, why would they risk their life just to get that little thrill? And from studying this, I realized that they're choosing an unhealthy way of releasing some deep-seated emotions that they may have. In fact, my wife, she had a co-worker, and his son died from a dangerous act, from a dangerous stunt. There was something that he was doing, I believe it was in New York City, but there's something that young people were doing where they were jumping buildings. So they would literally jump, they would run and jump from one building and land on the other building. This young man didn't make it, he fell to his death just in his 20s. And I was like, wow, that's an unhealthy, that's a dangerous behavior. Maybe he was trying to express some emotion And he was using the thrill and the risk of dangerous behavior to express it. And so there are unhealthy ways of expressing some of these emotions. Some people use substance abuse. They will drink their problems away or snort their problems away or shoot up. Some will use sex or some will use some other addictive negative behavior. And so these become unhealthy ways of expressing our emotions. But I'm sharing healthy ways for you to express your emotions. And we got started last time, and so we'll pick up. We talked about journaling. Journaling is a great way. Journaling is a great way for you to express your emotions in a healthy way. You can write your heart out. You can get a notebook and just write your heart out every day. You can just write out whatever is bugging you. You can write out your joys. You can write out your sorrows. You can write out your pains. You can write out exactly how you feel. And nobody will judge you because nobody will read it. But, you know, unless you want someone to read a portion of it. But you can keep that in your own safe place. And it's kind of like putting your heart on paper. But that's a way of releasing, expressing your emotions in a healthy way. We also say you can talk to someone. You can talk to a trusted friend a counselor, trusted counselor, trusted family member, someone that you have a positive relationship with. You can talk. Being able to talk it out with someone gives a healthy release. It's a healthy way to express our emotions. When you are 
when you are choosing to speak with someone with whom you have a positive relationship, here's some things to keep in mind about how to kind of judge if you have a positive relationship with someone. So you want to go to someone who will say positive but true things about you. You want to go to someone who has a genuine interest in you, someone who has your best interest at heart. You want to go to someone you can be vulnerable with. You can share it. You don't have to worry about it being in the gossip column. You want to go to someone who will be present and listen, somebody who will be in the moment, that will give you the attention, that will listen. You want to go to somebody that will convey good to you, somebody who will encourage you. And these type of positive relationships, they lead to greater wisdom. They lead to greater positive action flowing out of your life. And so I just wanted to give you some of those characteristics that when you seek out positive relationship to share your heart with and to talk with, those are some of the qualities that you want to look for. I like something that Bishop Dale said. He says that when you love someone, you are able to see the bad, but say the good. And so when you're talking with someone who's trusted, they may see the bad, but they'll say it in a way where it doesn't discourage. They'll say it in a way where you can be built up and edified. You can be bettered. They can, I mean, it could be corrective, but it can be done in a way where it's truth mixed with grace. Jesus came full of truth and grace. And so there's a way that a trusted person can see the bad, but they'll say the good. There's a way to encourage a person, even if they're on a bad track, even if they're in a negative way. There's a way to uplift them. And that's a special skill. That's a special uh, quality to be able to see the bad, yet say the good. You can believe the best. That's what the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 13. Believe the best of every person. It means that there's a quality. There's a God quality in every person. And if we can look for that quality and accentuate that quality, talk about that quality, people will rise to that standard. Even though you see the bad, you say the good, and it'll begin to cause them to rise to that level. Praise God. That's the way God deals with us. That's the way God deals with us. He sees the bad, but he says the good about us. And then another way of expressing your emotions, another healthy way of expressing your emotions is prayer, is prayer. We talked about talking with someone, a trusted person, where there's no greater or more trusted person than God. So you can pray. You can talk to God. Tell him all about your issues. Tell him all about your problems. Talk to God. Talk to God. We said in our previous session that we'll keep his praise and his righteousness and his honor in our mouth all the day. So you can talk to God. You talk to God. You talk to God. So prayer is a wonderful way of expressing our emotions. We talked a little bit about how David did it using prayer. He used worship. He used journaling. All of that is the book of Psalms. So when you look at the book of Psalms, Psalms is nothing more. It's an open journal that God allowed us to peep into and read how 
um, his people poured out their hearts in honesty, in sincerity, open, honest communication. I just love that about Psalms. It's very open, very heartfelt. It's honest. I mean, it's raw. It's pure. It's, you know, David didn't try to sugarcoat anything. He journaled exactly how he felt. He would say, Lord, kill them. He would just say it. He would say it. But that was how he felt at the moment. And it was okay to express that. And so that was God showing us the power of journaling, how to express our emotions in a healthy way. And so the book of Psalms, I had never thought about that until we started talking about that. But the Holy Spirit just highlighted. He said, the book of Psalms is nothing more than an open journal to see how a person's heart was poured out before God and how they expressed all their emotions and how it freed them. And they used prayer. They used journaling. They used worship. All of that is the book of Psalms. Isn't God good? God is awesome. 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 God is the greatest psychologist. He's the greatest psychologist because he made us. He knows human behavior. He knows what works. He knows what doesn't. He knows what's healthy. He knows what's unhealthy. And all of it is contained in the Bible. My family, they went to a class not too long ago called Positive Psychology. And when he told me everything that was shared, I said, man, that's all in the Bible. I teach that every week. <laughs> I you know, I said, wow, all of these affluent, highly educated PhDs were teaching positive psychology. And when I heard the gist of what it was, I said, I teach that every Thursday. I teach that every day. <laughs> everything comes out of the Bible. God is the greatest psychologist. God is the greatest psychologist. And it's a shame When people will study all the books in the world and yet they miss out on the greatest jewel, God's Word. God's Word is such a jewel. There's so much revelation, insight, and wisdom in it. And it's on so many different levels and so many different layers. And I told you this before, but it's almost like it's coded. It's coded. There's even something called the Bible code, but it's coded because God reserves wisdom for his people. He's not hiding it from you. He's hiding it for you. And those who have a relationship with him and open their hearts. And so before I read the Bible, I always say this prayer, Father, lead me, guide me, speak to me by the Holy Spirit, show me things. I always pray that prayer before I read the Bible because I know the Bible is understood by revelation of the Holy Spirit. It's not understood by naturally reading it with the human, uh, with the natural mind. It's a spiritual book. And so it takes, and I understand many gems, many nuggets of wisdom are hidden, not from us, but for us. And the Holy Spirit will show you those gems. He'll show you those nuggets. He'll show you. So I always pray. I always pray humbly before I read the Bible. I say, Father, I just ask you to show me, speak to me, lead and guide me by the Holy Spirit as I read your word. Point out some things. Show me some things. I pray that prayer every time I open the Bible. Because I understand it's a book that's understood by revelation. It's a book that has hidden wisdom in it. Not hidden from you, but hidden for you. 
Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. God is good. God is good. God is good. God is good. So we talked about prayer. Another healthy way of expressing emotion is practicing gratitude. Practicing gratitude. Practicing gratitude. In fact, the last time Brother Eddie Lowe was here, he said, tell him to be grateful. You remember that, Brother Eddie Lowe? He told me that after service. He said, tell him to be grateful. So I'm telling you all today, be grateful. (laughs) But practicing gratitude, when you count your blessings, not your burdens, gratitude is a bridge by which your future blessings cross over to you. Gratitude is a bridge by which your future blessings travel back over to you. So you build a bridge with gratitude. When you're thankful for what you have, it opens the door for you to receive more. And so gratitude becomes a bridge. It becomes a bridge to your future blessings. And so when you're grateful for what you have, God's delighted to do more for you because you're so grateful. And so gratitude builds a bridge, builds a bridge into your life over which your future blessings will flow. So practice gratitude. You can write this commonly, kind of common knowledge that you can write three things that you're grateful for every day. You can write three things you're grateful for every day. You can take a few moments every day to just reflect back on your day. Think about how blessed you are. Think about what you're grateful for. You can just take a few moments and thank God. Or you can write down three things you're grateful for. I read this idea. I think I was reading an article from Psychology Today. But it says you can find a gratitude buddy. I like that. You can find a gratitude buddy. And you can send them a text every day with just one thing that you're grateful for. Isn't that great? You can find a gratitude buddy. A gratitude buddy. And just send them a text each day with just one thing that you're grateful for. I thought that was a wonderful idea. So gratitude keeps us focused on the positive, and so you always have the opportunity to write a note, to make a phone call, to let someone know that you appreciate them, appreciate who they are, what they mean to you, what they mean in your life, what they've done for you. Gratitude, gratitude. And so when you start incorporating gratitude into every day, it causes you to begin to focus on the positive. So every day becomes positive comes filled with good things, positive, faith-filled, and your whole day will brighten because of gratitude. And so it's a healthy, it's a healthy expression of our emotions when we are grateful, when we are grateful, when we're grateful. Well, I'm going to try to do a couple more, then we'll stop and we'll probably do part two because I have quite a few healthy ways of expressing your emotions. We won't get through them today. But I was already prepared to go to part two anyway, so I wasn't sure until I got into it how far we would get today, but we're only about halfway, so we'll definitely do part two. I'll share one or two more, and then we'll save the rest for next time. Another healthy way of expressing your emotions is through some type of art, some type of artwork, such as painting or writing or picking up a guitar, music. It's a healthy way of expressing your emotions. When we do those things in the art side of life, it's a creative expression. And so when you draw or paint or write, you're expressing emotions that's in the deepest inner part of you. You will often find many creative artists, 
or composers or songwriters. They express their emotion through their art. And so it's coming from the deeper, innermost part of their being, and it comes out in the way they draw or paint or compose music or write songs. It comes out. And so art is a wonderful, wonderful way to express your emotions in a powerful way. Listen to this, just to share this with you. Singing is another form. Singing is part of that art, that whole art, composing and songwriting and so forth. But listen to this. Some of the best songs have come out of pain. So some of the best Christian songs that we know have come out of the composer's pain. And they use the songwriting as a way of expressing that sadness in a healthy way. Some of the best songs are written from deep emotional hurt and pain. And it causes them to express their innermost feeling. It gives them an expression and becomes some great masterpieces. Just listen to a few of these. Horatio Spafford. He wrote the song we all know, the Christian song we all know, It Is Well With My Soul. He wrote that after his wife and three daughters drowned in a shipwreck. He wrote that song, It Is Well With My Soul. That came, he was expressing the pain in a beautiful song. It came out in a beautiful song, It Is Well With My Soul. And he was basically saying, even though my wife and children gone to heaven. He's basically saying, I'm in God's hands. God has my family. I'm in his hands. It's well with my soul. It's well with my soul. I'm not going to be angry. I'm not going to curse God. I'm not going to leave God. It is well with my soul in spite of what has happened. It's well in my soul. I'm still in God's hands. It's well with my soul. It is well with my soul. It is well with my soul. Here's a couple of others. Joseph Scriven, he was suffering from depression when he wrote the song, For the Friend We Have in Jesus. He wrote that out of his own depression. For the friend we have in Jesus. And so writing, singing, this creative art, it allows that innermost expression to come out of our hearts, and it's a healthy way of expressing our emotions. Here's one last one. Thomas Dorsey, he wrote, Precious Lord, take my hand. After his wife died, giving birth to a son who also died. And after he suffered that tragedy, he said, Precious Lord, take my hand. You can, so you can feel, you can feel, you can feel there. It's a healthy way of expressing our emotions. Praise God. I'm going to stop right there. Those of you who are watching by television or joining by a live stream, go to brothersoftheword.com. You can listen to this message, this entire series, absolutely free of charge. You can also email it and share it with a friend. Thank you so much for joining us today at Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the word. 
You are listening to BrothersOfTheWord.com. This was part one of the series titled Healthy Ways to Express Emotions by C. Elijah Bronner. This message is number 7983. That's 7983 to listen to thousands of free messages or to send this message number 7983 to a friend. Go to BrothersOfTheWord.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to IWantToGive.com. That's IWantToGive.com. Listen to BrothersOfTheWord.com often because, brother, you need the Word. Brothers of the Word.